Hey y'all, sorry this one's going to be a little bit short today. Unfortunately, uh, the recording system that I've been using has been giving me a lot of grief lately and this file was corrupted that I originally took and due to time constraints just to get something out to you guys, I don't have that much time today. And unfortunately also Eric is not able to drop in when I, during the recording of this episode. We're going to try to get him more back to schedule, uh, or not, that's not a dickish, uh, not him back to schedule, but him more on the schedule with, but we're going to try to work, we're going to try to get back together more often, is what I'm attempting to make my mouth say. Uh, he's been a busy boy, I've been busy, we've both been busy, but, uh, so, don't be upset with him for not being able to be here for recordings, uh, today, I'm not upset with him, I'm not, I'm in a good mood, I just got to, uh, keep this kind of short for a little bit because like I said I got to get this in pretty quick I got to make sure that you guys have something this week because I'm gonna I'm not I'm not trying to take too many night you know weeks off and last week we took a week off and it's just been like I said we've been super busy so you know I just want to preface that with some apologies but uh now let's get right into it guys um today we're going to talk about the perfection this is uh I Wanna, uh, I'm gonna consider it a horror movie, I suppose, in the sense that I mean, it's a it's more of a thriller, but uh, there are some horrific parts. Some ho- there are some horror aspects to it, and has a twist and turns of horror. And it's uh, I consider it to be pretty, uh, pretty on the spectrum as far as horror goes. So it starts off with the I should probably look up the main character names. I don't really remember. Obviously, I've I've established that character names are not exactly my forte, so let me just uh, let me just Google this stuff. Alrighty, the perfection only well, has three stars. Interesting, and a seventy percent also interesting. Alrighty, uh, Charlotte is the main. Well, one of the main characters. There are two main characters really. There's Charlotte and there's Elizabeth, but uh, it starts off with Charlotte. She is leaving a school where basically she's, you know, she's some sort of prodigy, or it's it's hinted that she's, you know, she's some sort of, you know, musician, and uh, a new musician is kind of taking her place, and that's how it starts, and it revealed that the uh, main character, Charlotte, her mother is sick and dying, and that is why she had to leave this school, but the main, the, the uh, her replacement is this uh, younger, you know, prodigy, and there's some sort of, you know, hint that there's going to be some interesting dynamic between the two. And uh, fast forward to the main character, Charlotte, kind of uh, advancing a little bit into her uh, adulthood. And she finds this uh, Elizabeth person who's, like I said, more or less replaced her, you know, successful in the same career that she was trying to go into, which, of course, is, you know, probably upsetting for her. I can't imagine that's exactly the most exciting thing to happen, but that's what happens. And as the movie goes on, they en- she ends up uh, returning to this school, well, the, where the uh, maybe not necessarily the school, but she seeks out uh, this Elizabeth person who's through the school that she left to kind of meet up and you know meet up with her old teacher, so on and so forth. And the two sort of have a uh, bit of a tryst, I guess is the word I would use. Um, they and you know they kind of get real sexy in the first. There's I mean obviously it's a movie so there's technically always three acts but there's kind of four I believe. P 
pieces that I would call acts, scenes, something, uh, some, whatever acts in a play. If, I, if you consider this acts in a play, there'd be four, but I mean, three and four are kind of the same, but that, I'll explain that later. Uh, so first act is them kind of getting to know each other, uh, going off on this, you know, experiencing each other with beauty and art and uh, sexuality and this really interesting kind of dynamic. And there's a little bit of a uh, horror aspect thrown in at the end that I don't want to, you know, go too into. Just don't want to throw that out there. There's a little bit of a hint of things to come. And what, I guess, I mean, if I'm, gonna, uh, I guess I'll just keep going. Because, like I said, if you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's not really a huge thing. It's just kind of like a little little nod. And I think that's, you know, I can leave that out. And it's not a huge piece. But uh, essentially, we move on. And it's they decide to go on this, like, trip together across, like, rural, uh, rural China or some, whatever you'd call rural China. I'm not entirely sure what the uh, proper term is, but, you know, that's as close as I believe I'm going to get uh, on this, like, bus trip type situation that they're going to both take on together. And as they're going on, um, Elizabeth starts to become ill, like, severely ill on this bus. I mean, it's not, like, a nice greyhound, but, I mean, it's, like, a, you know, shepshod, like, privately owned type bus kind of situation across the Chicago, or Chicago, Jesus, the China... Uh, outback, you know, the, like, mountainous type, you know, just the real remote parts of China. She gets real, real, real sick, and uh, they eventually end up getting thrown off of the bus after the other throws up and shits on the bus, basically, and she thinks that she has bugs in her vomit, which is, it's an unsettling scene, because, I mean, obviously, like, uh, if you throw up and there's bugs in your vomit, you're probably not going to be too excited about that, but that's what happens, so... That whole situation transpires. And they get off the bus, and you know she's freaking out. She thinks she's dying. She's in a lot of pain. This is Elizabeth, not Charlotte. Uh, Elizabeth is in a lot of pain, like just violently ill as well. And they're trying to like walk to a doctor in a village anywhere that would be able to you know assist them medically. And uh, as they're going, Elizabeth sees bugs crawling around under her skin near her hand. And she's, like, freaking out because, you know, there's bugs in her because she just threw up bugs. And, you know, there's bugs, bugs, bugs. There's bugs in her head. She thinks she's full of bugs. And Charlotte, in her uh, wisdom, uh, suddenly produces a large cleaver. And is like, hey, you know what you have to do, right? And she severs her... Well, she gives the cleaver to Elizabeth, who promptly severs her own hand. And that's the first part where you're like, what the fuck is this? So that all goes down. And uh, continuing on with that, it kind of does like a weird uh, rewind type situation. And it rewinds to showing things more from Charlotte's perspective where she has medicine from her now dead mother that's, I'm assuming, some sort of chemo you know, medication that, you know, it causes nausea, causes itching, and hallucinations. So, she's been giving this to Elizabeth rather than ibuprofen, as she's said, who's now beginning to experience these things, like the nausea, her head's on fire, she's in a lot of pain, and uh, a lot of it is also because, like, she is genuinely hungover, uh, Elizabeth is, and that's why she needed um, this in the first place, so obviously if she's hungover, and these effects, she's, you know, become dehydrated, she's ill, so her effects of her hangover are just really exacerbated. But also, you know, now she's 
apparent, you know, she's hallucinating, hence the bugs in her vomit, which were not real, and the bugs in her hand, which, again, were also not real, which you got to take a little bit of a grain of salt with um, whether or not Charlotte would actually have known that she would end up cutting off her hand. I don't know if she had, like, a plan uh, in the grand scheme of things, but, you know, you take it as you go. You know, you just got to roll with the... Con- the uh, you got to roll with the flow of the movie. In this kind of case, you just got to be like, all right, well, that's what happened, I suppose. And that continues. So you see that this whole thing was kind of mechanized and set up by Charlotte. Enter Act 3. Uh, Elizabeth has now returned to the school, sans hand, you know. And the school is basically like, hey, uh, you're useless with one hand. We'll try to, you know, take care of you since you just have one hand now. But uh, basically you're useless here because, you know, we have an image to maintain and you're not a cello player anymore. But, you know, we'll make sure you don't go starve, basically. And uh, she's like, no, 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 please. But basically she gets kicked out. So she's, like, furious with Charlotte. Who's, you know, Elizabeth has explained this whole thing to her school. And, you know, they're just like, sorry, you know, sorry, not sorry. We can't help. And she just, you know, she tells this whole thing about Charlotte in school is like, oh, you know, why would Charlotte do that? So on and so forth. And eventually Elizabeth goes on, you know, pretty much you can kind of tell like she's going to go get her revenge on Charlotte. So she seeks Charlotte out in her home and incapacitates her. Then, you know, takes her, you know, kidnaps her, takes her back to the school where some interesting facts are starting to get revealed. So, as Charlotte is returned to the school, the teachers take her in rather than, you know, reporting her to the police. And it's, you're like, okay, what's going on here? And then some sort of culty stuff starts to happen, which is interesting. Um, it's revealed that Charlotte actually escaped the school, in a sense. Uh, she had attempted to escape a few times, as uh, some flashbacks will eventually show later. But basically... It's revealed that in order to become the perfect cellist like they are trying to make her be, uh, they basically, you know, it, it, they rape her to make her better at cello, which is, it's it's very, just, it's very disturbing. And now she's stuck back in the school because, you know, she knows the secret and she's going to try to, you know, spread it. But unfortunately, uh, you know, she gets stuck in there. And she it's kind of revealed that she was actually trying to save Elizabeth by revealing the truth to her and, you know, saving her by cutting off her hand and making her no longer valuable to the school and its fucked up ways. So then, th- again, this is uh, revealed via uh, a scene later. So eventually... Charlotte is placed back in this extremely tense situation where she has to play this uh, musical composition basically perfectly or she'll be raped, which is how she was taught to play. Like, you you, you play to perfection or you get raped. It's it's horrible, horrible just uh, concept to think about, but just very, you know, it's, it's very unique, I suppose, in a sense. But, um, so that all happens. And uh, Elizabeth, you know, going along with it. And, you know, she's waiting and she wants, you know, first turn or whatever. But then as uh, two of the men are about, two of the other men, there's uh, other men in the school. There's the main guy, but then there's other men. The main guy kind of fucks off for a little bit. And then two main, or the two other side dudes are about to, you know, 
do some wild stuff on uh, Elizabeth, but then or on uh, Charlotte rather. But then Elizabeth turns and actually kills the other two guys. So then there's a new flashback where it shows Elizabeth going to Charlotte's place to kidnap her and you know take her revenge. But she suddenly, after you know, kind of beating the shit out of her, does come to her senses and is like, "I understand why you did it." You know, blah blah blah. You know, I don't appreciate the way you did it, but essentially, it's like she understands that it was it needed to be done. So this all happens, and there's a secret plot, and they start to plot against the schoolmaster to you know stop the perpetual rape, basically. So this goes on and on and on and on and on. For you know, for the, like you know, to kind of set it all up, and then there's a big dramatic scene where Elizabeth is about to you know, again about to perform her uh, main thing, or uh, Charlotte is about to perform her main thing, and then again Elizabeth saves her, and then the two, you know, they both kind of escape together, but then the main guy finds out and puts a stop to it as best as he can. They get in the, you know fight. Uh, Elizabeth gets or uh, no. Charlotte gets her arm basically torn to shreds by a knife. So, but they do end up killing the main guy. And then the two kind of get together in a sense. And then it shoots to the fourth scene, which is them playing a cello together. Because together they have two hands and four arms, but only two hands. And they're playing the cello together, like in tandem. To the schoolmaster, who is now... Uh, armless, legless, eyeless, and mostly nude. I think they cut his dick off too. Now that I think about it, but you know, basically like fully nude and base completely like just completely fucking maimed, and they're playing to him, and that's how the movie ends. And that is the perfection. It is a strange movie. Um, I think I'm gonna give it six and a half out of ten. Dracula's. I did enjoy watching it. It was very strange. Um, I would I'm, I don't know I might go, uh, six six point five or a seven out of ten. It's hard to say. It's a really good movie. I would probably never watch it again. Is why I'm more leaning toward six point five because I don't think I'd ever watch it again. And um, there it yeah I think that's really yeah I, I'd give it about the highest score I could, short of a movie that I would watch it again. Because 7 is I would watch it again. 8 is I would like to watch it again. 9 is I would watch it over and over. And 10 is I would buy it. As I've said before. 7 is kind of like the, yeah, yeah I'd probably watch it again. 6.5 is about as close. Maybe you know, maybe a 6.9. But again, it's 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 stopping right short of a movie I'd probably never watch again. Because it's just, it's once you watch it once, there's really not a lot of redeeming factors once you know the twists. So, if you haven't seen it, uh, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. At this point. Still go watch it. I think it's worth watching. But if you know all the twists, I mean, it's kind of, kind of. So, I don't know. I would check it out. I highly recommend it. Um, gotta get my other bumps in here. Uh, Hi, Christy. Uh, this is the last episode of Monster Jamboree. And uh, I'm gonna combine a segment here. Make sure you go on over to punninggame.com, where you can find such podcasts as. Fun Bun Gaming, Not Worth the Time, My Personal Favorite, Who Gives a F, Returning Classic, Things About Stuff, and of course my other podcast, The Grove, and as always, The 
you're listening to right now, Monster Jamboree, and make sure you go to the Bun and Game D-String, where you can find Groveware and Bun and Gameware and all sorts of cool stuff from BunandGame.com. Thank you for listening. I hope everyone out there has a good day. Bye, y'all.